everyone. I am your host, Alejandro Colindres. Welcome to Series 1 of the podcast, The Road to Champagne, 13 Tested Principles to Drive Your Career to Success. This podcast series will benefit professionals that have room for growth in their career, especially young professionals. We will explore one principle at a time. You can see the framework in the website, roadtochampagne.com. It has three parts, shape your mindset, build your brand, and be the driver. Today, we continue with part one on how to shape your mindset. We'll explore principle number three, always be WIP. W-I-P means work in progress, the state of a product that is not yet finished. Imagine fresh ice cream in a haagen factory, stored in a huge container, waiting for nuts and chocolate chips to be added. The ice cream and those nuts and chips are WIP. The container in your supermarket freezer is a finished product ready for consumption with an expiration date. As time goes by, the higher the risk it will expire and be tossed out. Being whipped means being a non-stop learner, both professionally and personally. You are not done transforming yourself into the final version of you. It is an attitude triggered by your mindset. You constantly want to learn, whether new stuff or going deeper into stuff you already know about. Why should you be a work in progress in your career and your life? because doing so unleashes powerful forces that work in your favor. This mindset helps you in multiple ways. I'll give you five. One, it increases your probability of reaching your goal if the topic you are learning is related to your goal. Number two, it improves self-confidence that you can tackle unknown topics when you encounter them. Three, it increases the probability of unseen doors opening. Four, it exposes you to discover new passions, hobbies, income-generating topics, even career. And five, it ensures you are still growing as an individual. People who are not constantly learning put themselves at risk of becoming obsolete in their field, seeing less doors open up for them and missing out on huge opportunities that diving into new topics might bring. This is so important. It is one of the 13 principles. I could not exclude this. Let me summarize a story. Back then, I lived in New Jersey, working for Cadbury, a candy and chocolate company. After a few years into a couple of roles, I had my job under control. I needed to learn something new to feel energized and not bored. So I decided to learn a third language, Portuguese. So I contacted a tutor and drove one hour each way on Saturday mornings. I also started learning capoeira, a Brazilian martial art, as a sport to keep me in shape. Through the Portuguese classes and capoeira music and exposure, I grew very interested in Brazil. I wanted to move down there and experience the culture and accelerate my fluency. Guess what? About a year later, I was offered the opportunity to relocate down there as an expat because I requested it. My wife and I moved and lived there for over five years. It was an enriching experience and it would not have materialized if it weren't for my desire to learn something new. My point is this, you never know what doors might open when you embrace learning new things, even if you don't need them for work. They can be for personal and fun reasons. Independent of where you are in life, you should aim to continuously learn new topics and master new skills. It is key to increasing your scope and getting doors to open, doors you see and doors you don't. To help me dive into this topic, I am very excited to be joined by Lindsay White. Lindsay is a consultant at Bain & Company a top-tier management consulting firm. Lindsay is my youngest guest in this series and one full of potential who will get far in her journey to success. I know because she used to report to me at Restaurant Brands International, 
where she worked fresh out of Harvard University. Afterwards, she worked at Coca-Cola as manager of brand analytics and marketing, completing her MBA at the Scheller College of Business at Georgia Institute of Technology, and then joining Bain. Lindsay, welcome to the Road to Champagne podcast. I am very excited to have you here today. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Great. Very excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. Lindsay, so the reason you are my guest today, and I tell a story about you in the book, is because I associate you very clearly and directly with this principle. You were excited to learn new skills you needed in the job, and not only did you learn them, you mastered them. You literally went from zero to 60 miles per hour, and I loved having you in my team. I could rely on you, trust you, and therefore, I increased your scope. You were like a sponge when we worked together. I believe that is key to being given more and to grow. But I want to hear your take. My first question to you, how has this principle helped you in your career? Specifically, what did you learn in your first or second job that has helped you open doors to this day? Sure. So I think of, of work in progress very similar to how you laid out before. I think first I was helped by this principle whenever I first got to college and ultimately thought that I wanted to be a neuroscientist um, when I got to Harvard, but very quickly found out that I am not very good at science, even though I'm very interested in the brain and in neurobiology and really like the idea of being a doctor. But in the face of not being very good at something that I was very interested in, I had to find something else to do. And luckily, I had taken a bunch of other classes kind of across the academic spectrum that ranged from, you know, cultural studies to English literature to life as a planetary phenomenon, which was a science course. Mm -hmm. And through taking all of those different classes, simply because they piqued my interest as a freshman, I was able to discover a totally new passion and a new path that would ultimately lead me to where I am today. And so I took an English class and ended up being an English major. Um, and then kind of once I got to the, the next major point of any young person's life, when you have to decide what to do with that degree... Yeah. I looked to a bunch of different fields as to where I could apply my English degree and found business to be the most easily molded mm. to what I wanted to do and what I would be good at. And so I found the Restaurant Brands International Leadership Development Program and joined that with the idea that I could test out and try a bunch of different career paths and types of work within the safe space of a single company. I think coming into that role with the curiosity and the idea of being a work in progress and not really knowing what I was good at or what I wanted to do really helped propel me into a bunch of different fields and functions and you know management styles and everything that comes with being in a different role within a company very early on in my career so that I could figure out both what I was good at and what I really liked to do. And then later, even leaving RBI, having that same mentality, moving into Coca-Cola and doing analytics for Coca-Cola and now going into the field of consulting, I think that having that driving force of being curious and being open to new ideas and, and new things to do has only allowed me to you know, have a very interesting career that never keeps me bored and also helped me continue to learn new things and evolve as a, as a professional. Awesome. Lindsay, and I think you raised up a couple of very good points. One is that this principle starts becoming relevant very early in our careers, right? When we're in college, when we're trying to figure out what to study, and we have to explore and take different classes and see what's really out there beyond what we imagined, you know, as our first assumption of what would be our major. And the second one is that that process doesn't end when you graduate from college. You know, it takes a few jobs to like really understand what it is that you're really interested in. 
that you're really good at. And that requires testing, doing yeah. different types of projects, different types of roles. And eventually you say, okay, this is where I want to focus on because I'm good at this. I love it. You know, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. It's not something that you can easily decide when you're 18 or 21 or even 23. I think it takes a couple of roles in different companies or, or roles within your same company to really understand, okay, where do you want to go from here? Lindsay, so tell us why or how you embrace this principle early in your life. When and how did it start? Because, you know, not everybody has that at a very young age. I think it's a really difficult thing to, to pinpoint. But ultimately, for me, I think that it goes back to my childhood. And I come from a family where neither of my parents went to college. And so from a very young age, I was told to pursue education as the fundamental basis of being able to go out and learn new things and try new things and have new experiences. And they always encouraged me to do more and to say yes to different opportunities rather than boxing them out. And so I think it was instilled from a very young age. And then um, more specifically, I watched my mother throughout my life with a very incredible entrepreneurial spirit try a bunch of different businesses and constantly um, try new things, whether that was a photography business that she started or a consignment store for dance costumes. She was constantly trying new things. And despite her lack of education and her lack of knowledge, she never let that hold her back. She always had the idea that she could go forth and, and try new things and fail even if she needed to but that it would be okay. And that just by learning and trying, she was a better person. And so watching her do that and go through that experience, I think really ingrained that in me to, to constantly keep pushing and try new things, even at the risk of failing. That's great. It also sounds like you have a psychology minor. <laughs> that was a very good answer. Thank you for sharing that. I think when you have those examples early in your life, it becomes very natural, right? Like, like it did for you. Some audience members, you know, might not have been exposed to those examples in their lives. And it doesn't mean that this principle is not relevant for them. It just means that they're going to have to work harder at it to make it part yeah. of their life. It doesn't come naturally. Just like, you know, other principles don't come very naturally to me and I have to consciously put some effort. This could be the case for many listeners out there. So don't be discouraged if you did not have those examples early in, in your childhood. You just have to focus a little bit harder to make them work for you right now. So what would you advise to audience members who manage people about how they can help their team learn at an accelerated pace to grow faster as professionals? I think for managers, it's important to recognize that not everyone comes with a work in progress mindset. And a lot of people have only been told that they can do one thing or are good at one thing their entire life. And so providing a space for people to try new things and branch out beyond what they're used to doing or what they think that they're good at doing can help all of your team improve their output and accelerate their learning to be a better performing team overall. Yeah. And so creating the culture behind being a work in progress and learning new things and giving them opportunities to stretch themselves can help everyone embrace that mentality. And then ultimately, once people are doing that and they are embracing the mentality and they are striving for greater, bigger things, it's important to continue that reinforcement of that mindset so that people don't get stagnant, right? And they don't have that expiration date that you were men mentioning before. And ultimately, you create a better team that can then go on to do better things. And I would add, Lindsay, that maybe it also includes, as part of the culture of that team, some tolerance for mistakes, right? Because as you grow and as you go outside your comfort zone, you're going to try new things and you're going to make mistakes. And that's perfectly fine, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Creating that space to fail and the permission to fail is incredibly important so that people don't get discouraged and that they continue to want to learn new things and try new things. Yeah. So what are you learning now or looking forward to learning at Bain that you believe will have an impact on future opportunities? Yeah, so I have now been in the role for about two and a half months. And so I'm still very much in the learning how to be a consultant phase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Um, <laughs> with it comes comes so many new new things to learn, you know, communication, cracking the problem, interacting with clients, managing different levels of the firm. I mean, it's completely different than anything that I've ever done before, which is why I'm really enjoying it because there's so much to ramp, ramp up on and so much to learn uh, that it makes every day interesting. And I think just in general, you know, the consultant mindset and particularly the model at Bain where it's entirely generalist consulting is a really fundamental toolkit that can help me seize any opportunity in the future, really, because it is so all-encompassing that I feel really confident that I'm building the knowledge and the skills to be able to take on any, any opportunity in the future, which is really great. For sure. And I'll talk more about, you know, the principle of knowing yourself in episode six. But I see that you're very much doing just that. You know, this trait that I see as a core part of you is something that is really a key success factor for management consulting. So it's a very good fit. And what you said earlier about studying neuroscience and how then you realize you weren't as good, that's also being self-aware. What are your strengths? What are you really not good at? And making the right career choices based on that. So I, I love that you're also bringing, you know, examples from other principles. That's awesome. So what are you learning for fun right now unrelated to work? Oh, boy. Um, well, unfortunately, time is a little bit limited now with the ramp up of the new job. So my fun learning has taken a bit of a dip. But <laughs> um, I have a 10-month-old Black Lab puppy. And so I'm very much learning how to be a dog mom and everything that comes with dog ownership. Yeah, the same here. <laughs> I have a, a four-month cabbage. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. So, yes, learning a lot. <laughs> it is certainly a learning curve to figure out how to cater to the needs of these small, loving animals. But it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but on a more serious note, you know, I, I have always had an interest in, in personal finance. And so I have recently, in particular, during the downtime of the holidays, been trying to ramp up my knowledge on investments and personal finance and all that kind of stuff, which has, has been very complicated and very interesting. Um, so it's kind of been a, a unique uh, stimulus that's come into my life lately. Excellent. Now, Lizzie, unfortunately, not every young professional embraces this principle with your same enthusiasm. Hopefully, most of our audience does. What would you tell those not yet embracing it to encourage them to always be whipped? So for me, I think, what's the point of living if it's just the exact same thing every day, if you just get up and it's routine and it's monotonous and there's no excitement and no change, right? Um, and so embracing the work in progress principle to me, makes life interesting. And it can lead you down all of these paths that you never knew, that you never could have imagined were coming for you. Just like your example of going to Brazil, right? Like you never would yeah. have imagined that you could have ended up in Brazil for five years. And so don't be afraid of the unknown and just seize every opportunity that comes to you to learn and grow so that you can ultimately have experiences that you never would have imagined. Agree, agree. And what I would say to people that prefer those routines, just probably a matter of personality and preferences, not everybody is inclined to want to change their world around them constantly uh, and be exposed to different things all the time. 
But I think there is a risk you just need to be aware of, right? When you choose to stay in your routine, you're choosing not to expose yourself to opportunities that could lead to professional growth, enriching experiences, new relationships, new hobbies, etc. It is a choice that you're making. Just be aware that there are some potential trade-offs that you might not necessarily want. You might have a lot of potential inside you for bigger things, but you are choosing to stay as is instead of pursuing a bigger, better version of you. Lindsay, so I want to give you the mic now and let you ask me a question. Oh, sure. Um, let's see. How, how do you embrace the work in progress principle? So right now, I would say, you know, outside of work, because obviously within work, there's always new things that I'm learning, you know, depending on the projects that I'm kicking off, uh, there's new things to tackle. But outside of work, besides also learning how to be a puppy owner, uh, one of the things that I've been working for the you know, past many months has been you know, how to write a book, now how to conduct a podcast, how to market it. So it's not as easy as I would have imagined. There's a ton of stuff. So this is basically a, a very fun phase where I am creating this new project, The Road to Champagne. And it's been a learning curve, and I love it. You know, it keeps my weekends and nights busy. Uh, sometimes my wife doesn't really enjoy that, but it keeps me excited. So I would say, you know, the road to champagne, that has been my mental stimulus right now. That's what I'm learning and really diving into it because I want to make it as, you know, strong and polished as I can. That's great. Well, at the end of this project, you can pop some champagne and move on to the next one. Oh, for sure. Lindsay, each of our audience members is on their journey to success, trying to get to their champagne. That professional stage we desire and work towards. What is the main thing you want our audience members to remember when they think about why they should always be whipped? Well, Alejandro, I, I think back to a quote from Ernest Hemingway when he said, and I'll modify this for our audience here today slightly, um, the first draft of anything is crap. <laughs> so I would say if you remember anything, don't be a first draft version of yourself. Keep evolving for greatness. Excellent. Lindsay White, thank you so much for joining me today in exploring this powerful principle. It was really fun learning more about your road to success. And I know you're in the early stages of it, but so far you've had a, a pretty good drive on that road. And I know it's going to be a very successful rest of the road. And remember, everybody, you can and must take action to start unlocking the power of this principle in your life. Always be a continuous learner. The world around us changes very fast, including the topics that you might currently master at work. So learn about work-related topics and non-work-related topics. Both will positively impact your present and future in ways you might not even imagine right now. Don't stop transforming yourself into a better version of you. Or like a stale pint of ice cream in the back of the freezer at your local convenience store, you'll expire, and we don't want that. Let's meet again in episode 4 where we will explore the next step in shaping your mindset, say yes. Because sometimes opportunities knock on your door instead of the other way around. I have another inspiring guest lined up for you. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I hope you are inspired by this principle. So cheers to your success on your road to champagne. Please don't forget to visit RoadToChampagne.com and join our mailing list to download the framework we are using. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends, colleagues, and classmates. 
Send your comments via the website's contact page and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Road to Champagne on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn.